When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What up, y'all? Welcome back to the DNBR Rams podcast presented, as always, by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Download it. Use the promo code DNBR when you sign up today. Man, I hope everybody is staying warm out there. This cold front is ridiculous. Seems like it's causing mayhem all across the country. Certainly the coldest day in Colorado that I can remember. I'm actually out on the western slope right now. And funny enough, it's warmer, you know, than it was in Denver pretty significantly. So I didn't have to experience it quite as bad as some of you guys. But definitely crazy times out there. Sort of feels like Christmas, I guess. It's not really snowy, more just or just freezing. We've got a lot to go over on this one. Uh, I already did an initial podcast kind of just giving my uh, takeaways on the 2023 signing class, gave some insight into what the thought process was from the staff. Jay Norvell actually shared it on Twitter. I said the, the insight was spot on, so I really appreciate him doing that. Go check it out if you missed that one. On this one, we are going to go through uh, some of the players we're probably we're going to start with offense, and then we'll move on to defense. I'm just going to kind of, you know, talk for a minute or so on each of the signees. Might be a little bit longer, might be a little bit shorter, depending on who I'm talking about. But I just kind of wanted to give everybody, you know, a, a feel for what these guys are like. You know, what to expect. Obviously, there's no guarantees in the recruiting game, but I mean, we've got huddle film, we've got stats. And we've got some information from various news articles out there. So I'll do my best to give you guys, you know, an idea of what these guys are like, what their skill set is, you know, maybe what to expect as far as, you know, early production when they make it on the field, all that type of stuff. Before we get into everything, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, is my go-to when betting on the NFL this holiday season. I love the variety. I mean, that's really what it comes down to. Same game parlays, easy and fast payouts, player prop options. It's just endless. The fun never stops over at DraftKings. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on any NFL team to win their game. Get $150 in free bets if they do. Check this out, though. Everyone right now can get 100% boost with DraftKings stepped-up same game parlay. All you got to do, go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, place the same game parlay, combine multiple bets like which team will win, player props, point totals, more. Boom. The more legs you add, the bigger the boost, the bigger your shot to win big. I actually am coming off of a nice little same-game parlay win with Air Force over Baylor. That one, that was easy money, not going to lie. First of all, the weather drastically favored the Falcons. It was freezing out in Texas, as we've already alluded to. It's cold everywhere right now. 
But it was just a, a group of veterans. They wanted to go out with another double-digit win season, third consecutive non-COVID year in which, you know, the Falcons were able to finish with 10 or more wins. So shout out to them. Going to be lots of fun NFL games. Obviously, we're getting to the New Year's Six games here pretty quickly. Check it all out and more. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the code DNVR. Place a $5 bet on any NFL team to win their game. Get $100, or excuse me, get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DNVR. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Cool, cool, cool. Let's just jump right into it. I'm going to give you some information on all of these signees. We're going to start with the offensive side, then we'll work our way to the defensive side. We're going to start with the first verbal commit all the way back in the spring. Jackson Brousseau, three-star composite recruit by 247 Sports, the only quarterback that CSU signed this cycle. Listed at six foot four, two hundred and ten pounds, out of Lehigh, Utah, a three-sport athlete at Lehigh High School, uh, including basketball, baseball, and football. He's a three-sport letterman, so he lettered in all of them. He's a four-time state champion, trying to go for five uh, potentially if he can win one in baseball. Did win a state championship in football this past fall. They have won nineteen games overall. And he's a big part of that. He has a massive arm when you look at him on huddle. A lot of his highlights are kind of stretching the field, you know, deep balls, a really pretty deep ball, you know, nice arc, drops it in a bucket for the receivers, really catchable. But what stands out to me even more than the deep ball is kind of the touch that he demonstrates on some of the more challenging throws to the sideline and up the seam, you know, over a linebacker, underneath the safety, that type of stuff, uh, out routes. You know, it takes... It takes arm strength, but it also takes finesse to play this position. And he's got a great arm, which is, you know, unsurprising given his baseball background. Was able to throw for more than 3,000 yards in each of his junior and senior seasons, combined for 72 touchdowns and only 14 interceptions. Over those two years, had a 66% completion rating, completed 70% of his passes in 2022, also averaged better than 230 yards per game, so it was a consistent thing. Rousseau is a first-team All-State selection in football and baseball. Comes from good bloodlines as well as his father and grandfather played collegiate basketball, and he had an uncle who played football for BYU. Shout-out to CSURams.com for a lot of this background information. They always do a great job amidst the chaos of signing day. I mean, it's it really is a crazy day every Every cycle, I tell myself I'm going to be more prepared going in, and then I wake up, and I'm just like, oh my god, there's already been 10 signings, but that's what makes it fun. Anyways, getting back on track here, I'm really intrigued by Brousseau. I think he's going to be a great signing. When you look at what a lot of the prep writers in Utah have to say, it's a lot of like, you know, how did BYU not land this kid? How is Utah not in on him? You see a lot of, you know, how how does he not have power five interest? Now, some of that makes me roll my eyes a little bit. We all know how condescending that BYU and Utah fans can be, especially BYU fans. But I think he's really going to be a nice signing. And he's going to provide, you know, more depth and and more competition in what is, you know, a really promising quarterback room with a lot of up-and-coming talent, a lot of arm talent. Still fully expect Clay Millen to be the starting quarterback this up-and-coming fall. But the fact of the matter is, is you can never have enough competition at the quarterback position. I mean, look at programs like Ohio State. They're trying to sign, you know, a five-star quarterback each and every year, sometimes multiple, and you just let them, you know, battle it out. Are some of them probably going to transfer out over the years? Yeah, that's, you know, just kind of how this process works. 
besides, since he's not an early enrollee, you know, he's going to kind of come in significantly behind all the other quarterbacks would imagine that, you know, this, this freshman year is just kind of an opportunity for him to get his feet underneath him. All right, moving on to the running backs, we've got Damian Henderson out of Los Alamitos, California. Talked about him a little bit on the last pod. Six foot three, 185 pounds out of Compton, California. CSU continues to have a really strong presence on the West Coast. And the connections, you know, from guys like James Finley, running back coach, really seem to be paying off. Henderson is a four-star recruit, according to ESPN. 247 has him as a three-star Another three-sport athlete, he also participates in basketball and track. An incredibly productive football player at the high school level, rushed for 1,744 yards on 190 carries, averaged 145 yards per game, so he was clearly a big focal point in the offense. Rushed for 23 touchdowns this fall, also had three catches for 25 yards. Norvell talked about it during his press conference the other day, but both Henderson and Justin Marshall out of Indiana, I'll talk about him after this are capable of playing anywhere on the field. They're going to be running backs, but it certainly would not be surprising to see them, you know, lined out wide in the slot. You know, you could do some underneath type stuff, screen game. Basically, you just want to get the ball in this guy's hands. He's a home run hitter, the type of guy that, you know, on any given carry may take it 60, 70 yards to the house. And, you know, that's kind of a component of the offense that CSU was missing. Don't get me wrong. I'm incredibly high on Avery Morrow. I think he's, you know, a bell cow type back. But I think he's the kind of guy you generally, you know, wear defenses down with, give him 20 plus carries, kind of be the the featured primary back between the tackles. You mix it up, though, with a guy like Henderson and, you know, like I said, get some screen passes involved, you know, get him on some stretch runs, stuff like that. All of a sudden, you know, it only takes one carry to, to really break open a game. According to 247 Sports, Arizona, Oregon, San Jose State and Washington all offered I've been told that CU offered him as well. He did take a visit there. Ultimately stayed true to CSU, though, and I I really think he is going to be an incredibly dynamic player, very explosive, very exciting. You know, I think if he's an inch or two taller, he's probably, you know, the main focus for schools like USC and UCLA. But fortunately for Ram Nation, he signed with the green and gold. I'm really, really excited to see him when he gets to campus. Both he and Justin Marshall will be on campus this August. So looking forward to that, Uh, keeping it moving. Like I said, Justin Marshall, kind of a similar player to Damian Henderson. He's out of Merrillville, Indiana, Uh, had a ton of interest from Big Ten schools. Indiana, Purdue, Wisconsin, uh, Minnesota, they were all in on him. Central Michigan, Boston College, Ball State, and Kent State as well. So definitely a nice steal for CSU at a Big Ten country. He's listed at 5'10", 190 pounds, but he runs hard as hell as a senior rush for just under 1,300 yards and 18 touchdowns on only 186 carries. Also had 36 receptions for 684 yards and six touchdowns. And that's only his senior year. I mean, in his high school career, he had over 1,600 yards on the ground, 21 rushing touchdowns, 64 receptions for 1,400 yards and 17 touchdowns. A guy that can just do a little bit of everything for the offense also a home run hitter, also a guy where if he was just slightly larger, probably would have ended up at a major, major program, but, you know, has the potential to be a really dangerous weapon in this air raid offense. I just think having guys like, you know, Henderson and Marshall in your backfield give you an opportunity to really make the the defense be on their heels. You know, they, they've got to be concerned with getting beaten over the top by guys like, you know, Torrey Horton, 
But as soon as they get too fixated on that, boom, you know, you hit them with the screen. And CSU tried to do a lot of that last year. They just, they weren't very effective. You know, they weren't really able to create many yards after the catch. Really excited to see what these running backs bring to the table. Moving on to the wide receivers, it's fitting that I was talking about yards after the catch because Caleb Goody, six foot, 170 pound receiver at a Brobridge, Texas Memorial High School, is an absolute weapon in the open field. He has great lateral agility. His high school film is pretty much just him juking guys out of their shoes left and right and making plays downfield. You love to see that. Unfortunately, don't have updated stats on him or a ton of information online, but I'm definitely looking forward to seeing him when he gets to campus this August. I'm looking forward to seeing this spring, though, early enrollee Silas Evans. 6'1", 190-pound freshman out of George Washington High School in Denver. Jay had a ton of positive things to say about him, which is unsurprising. He's a burner. A direct quote from the press conference, and we go all around the country trying to find a receiver like him. Evans had an offer from CU, also had an offer from Oregon State, chose to represent the home state up in Fort Collins, also runs track and field. You know, he's just the type of guy that can take any catch to the house. Finished the 2022 season with 35 catches for 692 yards, eight touchdowns. And then on the defensive side, had 105 total tackles and a pair of interceptions as a DB. So he was just on the field at all times. If you listen to my podcast the other day where I kind of gave some takeaways on this class as a whole and how they don't necessarily care about you know, being the the most fine-tuned prospects at certain positions. They just want raw, explosive athletes. Well, Evans is as explosive as it gets. And honestly, I feel like he's the type of recruit that would have gone, you know, kind of under the radar and ended up being in the Pac-12 and went on to be a really successful receiver out there. So I'm stoked that CSU was able to get him. Stoked that he's going to be an early enrollee and that we'll get to see him in spring ball. And I'm not going to lie, I've got I've got high hopes for him. I've got high hopes for a lot of these guys. I mean, Stefan Daly, next receiver, six foot two, 170 pound receiver out of Sierra Linda High School out in Arizona. The Phoenix product had interest from a couple of Mountain West schools, including Hawaii, Nevada, a couple of Pac 12 programs as well. When you look at him on film, though, I mean, he's just kind of a perfect fit for what CSU wants to do. Also participates in track, is a high jumper. I mean, have you ever heard of a more, you know, Norvell recruit? Also played basketball as well. Uh, Over the last two seasons, he recorded 109 receptions for 2,011 yards and 21 touchdowns. One of the things that stands out to me on film is he looks a lot like Torrey Horton in the open field. Uh, Really long strides. Sometimes I think the thinner, you know, skinny guys with the, the long limbs get underestimated in terms of their speed. And I certainly think that with Horton. And it's because their legs aren't moving as fast as, you know, somebody who's like, 510 and is, is a speedster but then you just you see him in the open field and they pull away from a defensive back so effortlessly daily is a guy that when he committed I, I certainly marked down in the back of my mind to keep an eye on because i felt like he was certainly going to be the target of quite a few power five programs as the fall went on stoked that CSU was able to keep him committed and, and ultimately get him to put pen to paper Keeping things moving with the receivers, we've got six foot two, 185-pound Jamari Person out of Nashville. He comes to CSU from Haywood High School. Person was one of the later commits in the cycle, didn't uh, give his verbal until November 18th. According to 247 Sports, his other offers include Austin P, Indiana, and Marshall. 
led his team with 57 receptions for 1,150 yards and 13 touchdowns this fall. Like just about everybody in this class, he's a multi-sport star. And much like Goody, what really stands out to me about him is his ability to uh, make guys miss in the open field. I just think these guys are really dynamic in terms of the ability that they bring and just making guys miss tackles. It's a simple thing, but it really is huge. Finally, we've got Laven Brown, 5'11", 185 pounds out of Sierra Canyon High School in Los Angeles. Three-star prospect. Uh, He committed to CSU at the end of June. Had a ton of P5 offers, including Arizona, Arkansas, Oregon, Florida State, USC, Utah. Uh, Utah State and UNLV were also in the mix as well, so a couple of Mountain West programs. Certainly a stellar athlete. I mean, you have to be if you're going to get recruited to play for these coaches in this system. What stands out the most about him, though, I think he's just the best natural pass catcher of the group. And, you know, we got to see all these guys in person. So some of these, you know, conclusions aren't necessarily fair to jump to just based on a small sample size of film. But honestly, man, you'd be amazed at how many receivers, even guys that are being recruited by big time programs and, you know, above uh, above average athletic traits, they still catch the ball with their body. I didn't see any of that from Laven. And generally speaking, when you know receivers have hands like that, hands like Kluge is soft, always have the best form, it, it's a testament to their work ethic. I mean, that's all we've heard about Torrey Horton since he's come to CSU. This guy just never stops working on improving his craft. Based on how polished you know Brown is as a senior in high school, it really seems like he's one of those guys that just never stops working. Had 37 catches, 472 yards, seven touchdowns as a senior, averaged 20.6 yards on kickoff returns. He is rated a three-star recruit by 247. We're going to keep the fun moving here and talk about the three tight ends and the five offensive linemen that CSU signed. Real quick, though, I want to shout out the homies at Green Mountain Dental Group. The most rewarding thing about DNVR is seeing the connections made through our listeners in this community. Green Mountain Dental is an OG partner of ours, and they are major Colorado sports fans. They have been supporters of ours since the very beginning, and we have had countless fans, even our own staff, convert to Green Mountain Dental Group, and nobody has ever looked back. Located just 15 minutes from downtown Denver, out in Lakewood, CSU alum Dr. Ben and his team have you covered from general dentistry like regular cleanings, orthodontics such as removing those pesky wisdom teeth and everything in between. If you tell them that DNVR Sports sent you, you can get a $300 discount for a full orthodontics treatment. If you mention DNVR Sports sent you, you can get a free set of bleach trays, a $350 value with a new patient cleaning exam and x-rays. Lastly, if you are a dental hygienist out there and you are looking for work, Green Mountain is hiring. Full and part-time positions are available. They're willing to work with your schedule. They offer great benefits package, including healthcare and PTO. To make an appointment or find out more information, check out their website, greenmountaindentalgroup.com today. That is greenmountaindentalgroup.com. All right, now that we have paid the bills, let's talk about these tight ends. Jay said that this is the best tight end class that he assigned as a head coach, so I'm really excited to see them on campus. Starting with Mason Muau, he is out of Campbell High School out in Hawaii, 6'5", 220 pounds, Like many tight ends that they recruit in the system, he was actually a receiver at the high school level. He was originally the first verbal commit at Hawaii under Timmy Chang, but later flipped his allegiance to CSU after taking an official visit to campus in June. He's a four-star athlete, also plays track, soccer, and basketball. 
And you can really see how well-rounded of an athlete he is on film. I mean, one of the things that Jay talked about is, you know, if they can't run a corner out, then they don't really want you to be a tight end in this system. The tight ends certainly were not able to stretch the field enough this past year. I really had high hopes for Tanner Arkin, and I do think he can be an effective tight end in the right system, but I just think stylistically he's not exactly just an, a natural fit. You know, he doesn't really move fast enough, not the softest hands. I mean, effective, you know, effective as a pass catcher, especially, you know, in short yardage scenarios in, in the red zone. But I, I just think in this offense, being able to, you know, really stretch the seam is, is such a big factor. I mean, it opens up things underneath. It opens up things on the outside for guys like Torrey Horton, Justice Ross Simmons, you know, Mackay Fox, Lewis Brown, all these other guys as well. But uh, Mason Muau definitely, definitely fits the profile of the type of tight end that they want in this system. He's big. He's strong. He's athletic. Moves well vertically. He runs well, you know, despite his size. Don't want to get too carried away before he even gets to campus, but definitely displays some NFL traits. The next tight end we have to talk about is BYU transfer Dallin Holker, six foot five, two hundred and forty pounds. Transfers over from BYU, uh, made headlines a week ago. I think he surprised Cougar fans. You know, again, can be kind of a pretentious bunch with the comments that they make, but he's a productive tight end with valuable experience both on and off the field. He's married. His wife is actually a great addition to the track program. But I, I like adding a guy with real-world experience and game experience. I mean, 42 receptions for 520 yards and three touchdowns over 22 total games. Did leave for two years to fulfill a mission for the Church of LDS. But he's a guy that as soon as he gets on campus, you know, this January, the moment's not going to be too big for him. He's been there. He's done that. He's a stellar blocker, which is going to be huge on, you know, making some of those screens more effective this fall. He's demonstrated that he can line out wide. You know, he can kind of go off tackle. He's demonstrated that he has soft hands, maybe doesn't move quite as well as the other tight end prospects that they sign. But I, I think he's a, a good kind of tweener, you know, somewhat in between Mason Muau and someone like Tanner Arkin, like a hybrid of those styles of like the modern pass catching tight end, basically another wide receiver. And then the traditional tight end of, you know, the old days, 80s, 90s, 2000s. From what I have heard, Baylor had significant interest in him. So the fact that they were able to get him on campus is huge. I do think that the fact that his wife can, you know, run track at such a successful program at CSU was probably a factor as well. You know, it's kind of a, a combo deal here with that transfer. Really excited to see him though. And I'm also really excited to see Vince Brown from the College of DuPage, six foot seven, 215 pounds. Looks so much like Cole Turner when you watch him on field, just stretching the vertical game, you know, a, a massive threat in the red zone. All you got to do is throw it up and let him go get it. And for a CSU program that's been one of the worst red zone teams in the country two years running, that's a godsend. There isn't a ton of information available on him online, but definitely runs really well for his size, laterally moves well. And he's just going to be a mismatch for just about everybody in this conference because he's too big for most defensive backs, but he's too fast for most linebackers. Like, I just, I don't know how you cover a guy like him. And that's why it's so big, man. That's why just being able to open up the middle of the field 
I've already made all my points on that and just wanting to have more versatility with the offense. But in order to do that, you need the right guys to do so. And I just think the staff did a really great job of identifying the type of skill guys that can come in and, you know, make an impact and fulfill roles that, you know, aren't currently being filled in the offense. Both Brown and Holker will be early enrollees, so they'll be here in January. They'll have all of spring ball to start getting, you know, acclimated with the offense, start establishing that chemistry and rapport with Clay Millen and the other quarterbacks. Again, don't want to get too carried away here, but a lot of NFL traits with Brown, a lot of NFL traits, and I just can't help but think CSU very well may have found their Cole Turner. All right, we're going to wrap up this portion of the podcast by talking about the five offensive linemen. On the next podcast, we are going to go over the defensive players. But I'm going to start with the transfers here. Uh, Oliver Jervis, massive, six foot five, 300-pound offensive lineman out of Monmouth. The most experienced of the offensive line transfers, he has 24 career starts and 35 appearances to his name. He spent time at offensive tackle and guard but it sure would be nice if he could pan out as a tackle in this system. He will be an early enrollee, which is great because he's going to have an opportunity, you know, to get an extra semester on campus, working with the quarterbacks, working with Bill Best. We'll see where he ultimately pans out. He played left guard last year, made 10 starts at tackle the year before that. I do know that the staff, if they can, would like to transition Jacob Gardner back to center, despite the fact that he was CSU's most effective left tackle last year. And, and that really has more to do with doing right by him. He has a really high ceiling as an NFL center, probably not an NFL tackle, though. So it'll be interesting to see kind of how Jervis prepares uh, with these other linemen. You know, if he's able to work his way into the starting lineup or not, I would expect so. I mean, you have to see what he looks like. But given his background and kind of just the lack of experience from CSU's linemen as a whole, I definitely think he will be out there. I'm also intrigued by six foot four, three hundred pound Drew Moss out of Richardson, Texas. He comes from Lamar. Started 22 games in a row at right tackle for them. I don't pretend to be an offensive line expert, but just kind of watching him, to me, he looks like a guard at this level. But we'll definitely get a better idea of that in spring ball. Uh, the other transfer for the, for the offensive line is Savion Henderson out of Lane College, six foot five, three hundred pounds. He also has 20 starts at right tackle under his belt. Not a lot of video available, not a lot of information available. His his build is certainly intriguing. Didn't have a ton of other recruiting interests, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. He's a guy I'm going to have to kind of see more of once he gets to campus this spring before I, you know, rule down any type of uh, opinion on him because like I said there's just not a whole lot of info out there on him. The main thing is just it's great that CSU was able to add some size and experience. You know, I, I still hope to see them add another transfer or two if possible. We'll kind of have to see what shakes out there. Same with the receiver position. They are in conversation with multiple Mountain West guys. But these transfers in the trenches are going to provide some beef up front, as are the freshmen. I mean, Tanner Morley out of Valor Christian High School in Denver, 6'5", 310 pounds. He's got a significant frame for an 18-year-old. Chose CSU over New Mexico State and Northern Colorado. It's also reported that K-State was talking to him in all-state selection each of the last two years. When I watch him, I'm surprised that more bigger programs were not in on him. But much like Aaron Karras, who came over to CSU from Nevada and was originally out of Pomona High School, I think has a really high ceiling for a local guy, potentially going to be a diamond in the rough for the CSU staff. 
Finally, we've got Christian Martin, six foot five, two hundred and fifty pounds, at a, a Destrian High School out in Louisiana. He could have played in the SEC at Mississippi State, had offers from Houston or Louisiana, but ultimately decided to come to CSU. What stands out about this guy on film is just how nimble he is. I mean, he's big. He's going to have to put on a little bit of weight if he plays offensive tackle, but man, does he move well. I mean, these modern tackles, how athletic they are, it's just absurd. He looks like he could dunk. I've read a lot of positive stuff about him, a lot of articles from recruiting guys in the South being like, how did this guy not you know, end up at an SEC school, bigger schools, whatever. But I'm super high on him and Tanner Morley. I think these high school offensive linemen are exactly the type of guys that you want to you know, sign and bring in and develop. That's it for the offensive players. Again, we will break down the defensive players on part two here. Shout out to the presenting sponsor, DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app. Use the promo code DNVR when you sign up. Hope everybody is staying warm out there. Much love. Merry Christmas. Thank you.